This is the Cleveland Guardians Fancast with your host, Quincy Wheeler, a podcast about the Cleveland Guardians and their fans. here with the guardians fan cast guardians party line i've got friends here that are excited to discuss the Cavs beating the snot out of the knicks oh my goodness uh, we love yeah. beating new york <laughs> i mean without this Knocked baseball wood, there's still a whole nine minutes left to go i feel i know i know probably as i'm saying this like things will fall apart and you guys will all be like oh that was his fault but it's your fault for the moment they are beating the snot out of the knicks and we appreciate that uh but the guardians lost a double header so we'll have to console some fans today uh because we are unfailingly positive and that's why the guardians twitter account loves us all all right so uh andrew how are you doing today I'm doing pretty good. Uh, a little bummed about the games, but it's only April 18th, so still still a lot of baseball left. Right. Cavs are definitely helping, though. And Michael? Um, so Jordan Sparks once said, why does love always feel like a bat in field? And I'm starting to learn exactly what she meant in those moments. <laughs> uh, Alyssa? Hi, um, if you are in my DMs saying, why are you so cute? You wouldn't be the first one. Not everyone can be cute and create a society in the same week. I'm running a film society if nobody knew. Oh, yes, of course, of course. Um, Sarah. Oh, I'm doing all right. As far <laughs> as uh, As far as being a Cleveland sports fan can go. It's one of those days where there's a real high, but it's after a punch to the gut. And that is the mm-hmm. Cleveland fan experience. Allie, well, how are I you? I have the Cavs on right here. Oh, yeah, right. Allie, how are you? I'm doing great. I love everyone's intros. I'll have to come up with one one day, but uh, I've got nothing that compares. So, <laughs> hello, everyone. I, think, no, I, I do like the inspirational quote. That's something to consider for the future. Yeah. Eli, yeah. how are you? I mean... I'm more mad about like the weather being this dumb than I am about us losing these two games. Like it's equally dumb here and in Detroit. And I'm sure like, it's hard to play baseball when it's cold. So I'm not too worried about that. But like, why, why is it cold? I hate this. We love the Midwest. Yeah. Love is one way to put it. (laughs) Yeah, it, it is. It was stupid weather today. Um, well, I have to say the Guardians lost a doubleheader, but to me, that wasn't the worst thing that happened today. The worst thing that happened today was that I was excited about Ellis Burks being the main uh, partner for Al Pulowski at the end of the game. I feel like Ellis is great, and I, I was feeling so good about that. And then um, then Michael said that we were being weaned off of Jen- Jensen Lewis's mm-hmm. nipple. And uh, that was just, <laughs> and that was just, that just ruined my entire day. I was feeling so much better about things. So, uh, Michael, please explain yourself. I'm told there's a warrant out for my arrest, and I'm not gonna say I didn't do anything. I don't think that's just. Um, 
I, I'd like to make a formal apology to the group. Um, any combination of that subject, um, <laughs> that object, and that verb really should not be put together. And I've made a mistake, and I'm going to fess up to it. Please don't let the police knock down my door. <laughs> and please don't cancel him. Um, all right. Well, okay. So uh, let's let's talk about the games today. I, I, I'll start off the venting, okay? The thing that bothered me the most about today was Andres Jimenez sacrifice bunting. If I have to experience another Francisco Lindor where he's one of the best hitters on the team, he's an incredible young player, and he sacrificed bunts in ridiculous situations over and over again and also slides into first, which is another thing that absolutely drives me crazy about him. Uh, if I have to experience that for the next seven years because Tito and the staff won't just say, hey, stop it, uh, I, I don't know. I'm just going to lose my mind. I'm going to lose my mind. So somebody he help. Should, he should never bunt. He's such a good hitter. And there is no one. He bats in the lower part of the order because they won't move him up. And there's like, who is he bunting for? Who is going to get a hit there? Well, I'm starting to wonder if they should move him up because what if he's in the second spot in the order and he's bunting every time he's up because Stephen Kwan's on base? No, no, it has to be the worst situation to inherit. He has to be bunting for, was it Cam Gallagher? Was he bunting for Cam Gallagher? He was bunting um, for, no, he was for bunting for Gabriel Arias and, and then Cam, Cam Gallagher. Gallagher. Yes, yes. Great. Which went exactly as expected. All I have to say is uh, I think uh, Anderson Manning has got a uh, a copy of the script. Uh, he's just going to fool everyone by bunting, and then he'll start just cranking home runs and then and then help lead us to a World Series title. Yes, that will happen. I agree. Like it. I like it. I like the positivity. All right, who else has something? Only positivity about? here <laughs> for the elite Only fans. Yes, and defending Tito at any cost. All right. Anyone else have something to um, about? Yes. I have, I have, oh, go ahead, Ellie. Okay. Um, this isn't necessarily about the team, but I want to vent at kind of the team and MLB for the decision to make this a traditional doubleheader because with the off day on Thursday and tomorrow's game being a Newton game, I'm going to go Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday without watching an inning of Guardians baseball. Um, and that's just not very grow the game of you, MLB. Uh, really so I, don't, I don't have much to say about the games because I was at work and I had it on the screen, but I do work on occasion. So didn't really pay much attention. Um, that's my that's my event of the day, I guess. I was really confused as to why this wasn't a day-night doubleheader. That didn't yeah, make like, any sense to me. Why did they move <laughs> up the second game? Well, then like, Detroit already has attendance issues. So everybody who got their tickets for like 640 planning to be there in the evening couldn't go because they're both in the afternoon. Was it be was it because of the cold? Because I thought it got warmer as the day went on. Oh, no. Well, I don't know. I didn't understand it at all. Um, but in the moments of chaos discussing games I wish never happened, I looked up Francisco Lindor on uh, Baseball Reference. Um, do you know how many sacrifice uh, hits he had, sacrifice bunts he had last year, Quincy? Zero. Zero. Yes, because somebody finally said, stop it. Stop it. It can be done. You, they can do it. It happens. I, now, I, now, now, I, 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 I think you should just tell him to stop it. 
I have tried. I've tried. So all, all, I, all I'm saying is that uh, since you brought this back up, I just want to come back to one thing. Today made me wonder, as much as I love Tito, I really do. And I appreciate that he's the manager here. I wouldn't want anyone else to be the manager. He does an amazing job. He always gets the teams to finish strong. I know he will again. I just want to take one week and watch the Rays and see if they just always do the right things as far as managers are concerned. No? Okay, Michael's saying no. Michael's watched them and they don't. Yeah, um, well, okay. So no, I, I don't know if there's always the right thing. You know, there's so many moments that can go either way that are like 55, 45 decisions. Things I disagree with that will work out for them sometimes. Like they left a kid in for five innings against the Reds and just let him go until his arm fell off basically because they couldn't throw a position player due to the new rules. Um, so that was great. I loved that. Um, but yeah, like there are little things here and there where you can see how they're getting advantages, but really I'm not sure how much managers matter. And I'm not sure that there is one case study that will tell you that answer. I think the intangibles that Tito provides are pretty unfathomable for us and especially for a team so young. I I completely agree. Uh, and that's why I said from the beginning, Tito's my choice for the manager. But I just want to know if I do go find an analytically, more analytically, because Tito is analytically minded, but if you, a more analytically minded manager, will they tell their best players, don't sacrifice bunt or I'm going to bench you? Like, they will that's... say it's time for Brian Shaw to pitch. <laughs> Isn't there a game we played against the Rays last year where they like walked Jose to get to Oscar and Oscar immediately drove in runs or did I make that up? No, that probably happened because <laughs> everybody walks. So that's gets, that's it seems fair. Like, that's no, I'm just, no, I'm sure you're right. That's what I say. And, and it makes, it makes perfect sense. Cause it's like, well, that's what Jose, it's like, put him on the bases, bad idea, but let him hit bad idea. So it's kind of playing the odds, I guess. If he's hot. So don't, on don't that subject him. though, Buck Showalter, not an analytics guy, pretty well right. known, not like a, a big right. analytics guy, no sacrifice bunts. Right. You know, and Hammy keeps saying Tito isn't a sacrifice bunt guy. And I keep saying to my radio, no, he is, Hammy. He he is, or at least he lets his guys do it. All right, enough about my venting. Who else has something you want to vent about? Jose went 0 for 4 with four strikeouts in the second game. And I don't like that. This is his first time in his career, too. Yeah. To which well, don't really say well. he's washed, he's not the GOAT. It's no. April. It's bound to happen no, I'm to not, everyone. Like, yeah. Shut up. And the wise words of myself, if, shut up. If you, <laughs> right. Like, I'm not worried about, like, him being able to hit the baseball or going into a slump or some weird thing. I'm just, like... It was a bummer. You. That's really disgusting and, like, not a normal baseball thing for our team. This well, is the bad, right, disgusting right. baseball. It just seemed like... <laughs> the bad stuff was just going to pile on um, after, you know, getting walked off in game one. Um, when uh, when uh, Jimmy let, um, let up that walk-off homer. And then it just, they couldn't seem to find a hit, get a hit, couldn't do anything against Rodriguez. Uh, so why not have Jose strike out four times? I want to go yeah, back. Honestly, it seems like time. kind of the least of our worries, Jose going over for four. Agreed. I mean, even even when we did get base runners, we couldn't do it. We couldn't capitalize on it. We couldn't do anything with them, which which was also yeah. 
frustrating part of it too. I I think what I hear Eli saying is that Jose going over for four was just like insult to injury. It was it like was. yeah yeah of course that yeah. would happen. Yeah, and and if you if you would go back like anybody out there saying that he's watched, which I'm sure there people are, um, if you would go back and watch the game. Eduardo Rodriguez pitched him insanely well. Like he hit every spot. He threw pitches exactly where he needed to throw them. And Jose wasn't even taking crazy hacks. He just threw him exactly where he needed to. So he got him. Well, I mean, I think he did that for every batter, honestly. Like he was, he was good. Like we can say that like, Oh, we can't hit or it's too cold or whatever. But like, I, he was just really on his game. Like he pitched really well. I want to go back to being blissfully unaware as to what was happening. I said Eli Morgan will finally pitch and I will be in class made it right before class we had it streaming in class and everything before I started you know lecturing um but I I was like okay this is great this is great for my own agenda it's great I didn't know that during class we were gonna lose (laughs) like that again and I didn't know that we just weren't gonna do anything in the second game so I'm pretending that I am back to circa three o'clock today it's a great world it's it's great <laughs> I, and of course as we've said as andrew started us off saying it's april 18th so everything that we're venting about keep it in perspective tomorrow we get to play the tigers again and the tigers despite what they did today are terrible at the Looking end of the season positive things to come <laughs> at the end of the season the tigers will lose 100 games i'm telling you that but uh, th- so yeah, that makes this maybe sting more. I don't know. Anyone else? Anyone else? Well, have something I was also going to say that um, back in June of last year, we played horribly against the Tigers in Detroit mm-hmm. to the point where we had Cy Young, Sandy Leone come in to pitch. Um, <laughs> granted, a scoreless inning. Um, but that was late in June when we started to see more of our talent come up and develop and whatnot. So. Again, like we keep saying, it's April. It's not the end of the season. It's nowhere near the end of the season. Chill out. And we also maybe might, maybe, hopefully see Brian Rocchio tomorrow. Maybe. We don't, we don't know. know. <laughs> but it sounds, like Brian, sounds like Brian Rocchio doesn't know either. <laughs> maybe not Brian Rocchio, but maybe Brian Shaw. <laughs> <laughs> we just, we need a Brian. Give us a Brian. Brian That's all we're asking for we have had the discussion crazy, last right? year we we've always wanted brian shaw to take it at bat he's a switch hitter there he's was an alternate universe hitter. in that astros series last year mm-hmm. where he hit a grand slam i am convinced <laughs> he T, tito even said that he was gonna give him a bat but the game didn't turn in the right way that that was where we started getting hits so it was like wait yeah, we can't uh, hit him let him hit it I know I was I was so rooting for that. Was that the it, Hunter Gaddis game? I think it was, was yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was, was the the intro to Hunter Hunter 101. Yeah, speaking of which, we do have Hunter with us today and he <laughs> did pitch today. Uh so Hunter, thanks for coming in. Uh Hunter, I had a question for you. In I noticed that a lot of the Guardians Twitter intelligentsia, you might call them, uh other people might have other names for them. Uh the, you know, Illuminati. I don't know. Anyway, uh, they have been saying that uh, you might be better served to be a reliever. What do you think about that? Well, uh, I'll do whatever the team thinks is is best. Uh, I clearly, I did not get the job done yet again. I had the opportunity to set myself up for a win. 
uh, but just couldn't close out that fifth inning. I just didn't have my best stuff. Um, maybe it's because I, I cut my hair a little bit. Maybe that took took some of the uh, the, uh, uh, the, uh, the spin off my balls. Samson um, effect. Yeah. yeah. Samson effect. Uh, but, you know, whatever uh, whatever the team needs me to do, I'll do. Hey, we appreciate the accountability, Hunter. He, right. He really Even though you aren't the, like, Hunter, you're not the one who blew that game. James Karinczak <laughs> blew that game. So very, very unnecessary accountability. Now, Hunter, I don't know. Is there any way, like, I know you're kind of new to the locker room. Is there any way that you can have a conversation with him about his pants? The Karinczak? I'm a rookie. Um, People don't listen to rookies, so... Uh, I'm just going to just keep my mouth quiet about that. Hopefully uh, one of the veterans will talk to him. Maybe Jose will talk to him. If you talk to him and he like tries to bully you and give you a wedgie, just say you have a constant wedgie. So I don't well, see why Well, I you am think bigger than him, so he can't really beat me up. Oh, nice. Speaking of that, uh, cage match between Cam Gallagher and Sandy Leone. Who wins? Gallagher. I say he's, Gallagher he's just because he's quicker. He's bigger. But the thing is, like, Leon, the thing that I think would be interesting is that Leon is just like a barrel of a man. How long like have you been thinking his, about this? His center like a of leverage gravity, issue there. His center there. of gravity is insane. I guarantee He's also you. switch hitting, so he has, like, possible ambidextrosity. He could come out and, and throw hands. It could be serious. Right. If... If Sandy Leone had been standing at home plate the other day where Mike Zanino was, that guy just would have bounced up and over him because he'd be like like a, a stone, like a, a round, huge stone that you just bounce off of, I think. So my money's on Sandy Leone. I, better, I better think beard. that Alyssa asked a very good question. <laughs> How long have you been thinking about this? Uh, to, to be honest, it's only been the past five minutes since we started talking about Sandy Leone, so... All right. One of the most pressing issues on this podcast. <laughs> well, okay. Al, you both sounded like you had good things to say. Allie, what'd you say? I said Sandy Leone strikes me as a bit of a pacifist. I think he just wants us all to be friends. He does seem like so cuddly, but I, I, I feel like I feel like so does Zanino. Yeah, that's true. Fair. That's true. I just Zanino's wanna... cuddly Brad hand. I, I'm glad you brought that up, Alyssa, because after the game, I literally thought to myself, I wish Mike Zanino could hug me. I'd feel so much better if he could just just give me a hug, like just a friendly, like it's gonna be okay, champ. We're gonna be all right. Actually, um, I would I mean, feel a lot better about James Karinchak if, after blowing the game, he ran into Mike Zanino's arms and Mike just like asked for the biggest hug of all time, just like sobbing. Yeah, I would feel better about him. Yeah, that's true. Okay, back to Sarah. Sarah, what were you saying? Do you remember? Oh, first I said, well, we only cover the most pressing issues on this podcast. Clearly. <laughs> Yes. And then second, going back to the catchers, I mean, Austin Hedges, too. He's a big, cuddly giant. The hard. So cuddly. Something True. with those Cleveland catchers, man. I don't know. They're all just uh, big teddy bears. Austin Hedges is some of the pretty size in, in, in uh, the MLB. mom says. They're sparkling. Yeah. What, what color the are they? I can't they even are remember. It's been blue so orbs. long. Yeah, they're oh, blue. Okay. Okay. Hmm. Well, they are wild because this weekend I'll get to see Hedges and maybe Luke Maley both at the Reds Pirates game this weekend. I hope so. And, and my guy Santana. Santana. 
Oh, yeah, Carlos and Carlos Santana. Santana. And future guardian Brian Reynolds. <laughs> so I'll, I'll possibly for him to come to Cleveland. <laughs> possibly also future guardian David Bednar. That'd be another one I'd like to see. Actually, uh, there's a few guys out there that I'd like to see. Mitch Keller, I'd be interested in a little trade for Mitch Keller, but probably not. I'll That's find them outside the stadium and give him my pitch to <laughs> come to Cleveland. <laughs> Hear me out. We, we we get Santana to platoon with Naylor. I a lot of people I wanted this. Yeah, we, a lot of I people wanted, wanted it too. That. I would love to have Santana a third time. Oh, I, I want know. Santana to retire in Cleveland. I really do. I, I do have... too. He loved like he loved playing for us, and we all loved him. He still lives in Bratnall. Nice. I, uh, yeah. I mean, I said that during the off season too. That I was like, I totally fine with him being the uh, platoon with Naylor guy. And I had a couple people get really ticked off at me about that. And I was like, I'm not going to apologize for loving Carlos Santana. You can't make me. So. You also shouldn't Carlos apologize Santana for being right. I don't want to be right. <laughs> right. Um, I Yeah, I don't know. Back to the whole Brian Rocchio thing. I don't really know how it makes sense because after the game, Tito said that Ahmed would probably play Friday and uh, that Freeman was okay and should be able to go tomorrow. So unless Tito doesn't know what he's talking about or unless they're sending Arias down because Arias is struggling, which I could see, um, then that that would that wouldn't make a lot of sense to me. I don't really I like that either, though. I mean, Arias is struggling because we don't play him. So right. mm-hmm. is Rokio going to play then? I don't I don't like mm-hmm. that. I also I, think I, I have a very valid theory um, that I sent earlier. Um because, I mean, we don't know what Freeman's status is because he might have gotten injured. We don't know um, the extent of that. But then we called Pilkington up, um, got Pilk. But um, he didn't play today, and he's going to be sent back down because he was the 27th man. Um, but then you also have De Los Santos out, and you need another arm. And I think that, I mean, with Pilk struggling, and as much as I like the guy, I don't know how long he lasts in our organization. So I think we'll have another starter come out and then move Gaddis to the bullpen. So I don't know. My sister said that we'll DFA Pilk to get Shaw though. So I don't know. <laughs> well, I was just going to say like we, like Tyler might say now that he's good to go for tomorrow, but we don't really know until he wakes up tomorrow like I mean, we can't really figure out what he did either it looked like he just got hit directly on his bicep almost and stuff like that is always worse the next day so mm-hmm. i wouldn't be shocked if he wakes up and just can't move yeah. which especially in the cold too yeah mm-hmm. yeah and, and that could also play a part into the whole oh rokio's coming up oh no one's told rokio uh thing <laughs> because what they could be doing is saying hey brian get ready because in the morning they might they might have him come up and be like just come on up because in the morning maybe Freeman won't feel we might not feel good enough to I go. I heard that somewhere but I'm not sure like the validity of it. So I saw a tweet from Guardian's perspective. Well, no. Who knows <laughs> <what's up. laughs> no no, they they said though that according to them they said that he'll be with the team in Detroit tomorrow more of just as insurance if both Freeman and Rosario are both no goes. So okay, so that makes, makes sense. sense. So he might be with them tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't it be fun if we had a really cool call up video? <laughs> I think that we could put one together. I don't know if I want to stay up till two a.m. to do it, but I I'm giving it some. Thought. I have the background for it, so. Oh, nice, nice. Like a green screen is what you're talking about. 
I'm studying film, so I've done like every aspect of it filming writing editing yeah i figured oh oh you meant like that i knew you had that background yes yes i, I was oh like an that. actual background yeah. <laughs> i was like i was like what's the actual brian rocchio call-up background that she has what what is this tell me more he's called the professor so i was like imagining a, a it's like just a, a wall of pink bats a pink yeah. bat yes, yes there are there are at least two pink bats mm, yes you know here's another thought i had that 27th man in the doubleheader, real weird, isn't it? Like, oftentimes they don't use the player. Like, last year, Battenfield was the 27th man, but he never actually was on the roster because he well, was he, – no, he wasn't 27th man. He was the guy that replaced somebody on the COVID list. That's right. Okay. Usually right. when they had the 27, they they did start them, but I, I guess not today. I, I'm not sure why. Yeah, that Which was I think odd, fine not, because not Battenfield did really well, and he's been oh, yeah. doing really well. But makes you question what their plans are with Pilk. Well, I, I, I think they might have had him just in case Gaddis couldn't get through four or five innings. Like if if he uh, um imploded in the second or third, then then you throw Pilkin out uh, Pilkin out uh, out there to, to to eat innings and save the bullpen and then ship him back down to Columbus because he was supposed to pitch today anyways. Uh, so feel- want to have him pitch two to three innings. I feel like uh, Pilkington today was like me. When like my father-in-law and the plumber are over, I just kind of stand there in case stuff starts like spraying so that I can like put my finger on it. But beyond that, I don't do anything. And you might not even know that I'm there. So that's what I thought of. I it's like Bo Naylor in the playoffs. Yeah. yeah. He's on the roster, like just in case, but they never used him. Right. All right. Well, okay. So we've vented on some things. Let's talk about some things that are positive. We talked about Brian Rocchio. He's a, he's a, a fun young player. That's exciting. What are some other reasons to be positive? The Guardians are coming back home. Anybody going to see him this weekend? I am. I'm going to see him Friday. Depends I was going to until I saw parking, and then I was like, no. I was going I to Friday. Cool. In fact, I have a ticket for Friday, and I don't think I can use it. Um, I mean, I know I can't use it. I don't think I can exchange it because it's one that I like already exchanged. Um, so if any of y'all want my ticket, let me know. Uh, Cause I have to go to Cincinnati to do the MLB umpire camp, like a freaking weirdo. So, You're going to Kentucky? No, I'm not going to Kentucky. I'm staying in Ohio. Cincinnati. That's what they all say. I can't, yeah. can't wait till Eli's enough so we can yell at them. That'll be great. Apparently, this <laughs> like it's literally from like eight to noon, and apparently that qualifies me enough to be able to be a substitute umpire in the minor leagues. So, that's, so I mean, cool, that's that's literally less training than I had to do youth games. I had a full day for that. I don't you know, get a half day for this. Now we know why they are the way they are. Yes. <laughs> and, and thank you for saying this because um, was it two Sorry, weeks ago? Sorry, Cavs just won. Oh yes, yes, yes. Not go Cavs. out of those nicks. I agree. I agree. Go Cavs. Hell Cleveland. <laughs> Hell Cleveland. Yes. You are not alone in that. Go Cavs. <laughs> so, um, we had two weeks ago at Lake County a substitute umpire because the guy who was like the crew chief tried to like get down on the ground to make a call. He missed the call and he pulled like his hamstring getting down on the ground. And the guy just wasn't, the person that they called in wasn't in the system at all. And I was wondering why that was, because you'd think they called someone who was, you know, certified. But now this makes a lot more sense. That person was just a random person. 
Yeah, like next time it'll be me. So get ready. All right. <laughs> I am ready. I would like to I would like to be there for that. I'm sure you'll do a great job. Honestly. I have never, I've not umpired. I mean, I was certified to do high school games, but I've never umpired like anyone playing over the ages of 14. So I have no idea how it would go. You ever, we'll have you ever uh seen those angles where they'll like have the camera on the batter's shoulder and you see like a 97 mile an hour pitch coming? I it would feel very sketchy of my ability to decide whether that was a ball or strike. I would flinch. I, I feel like I feel like I would be wrong at least 85% of the time. The I mean, 15% those, those I had a good strike zone for the for the 14-year-olds back in the day when I used to do it, but I don't know. I've, it's been a long time since I've been behind the plate, so we'll see how it goes. But because of that, I'm giving up my um, Friday baseball. Oh, I this is this is making me so excited. Eli, can we hear your strike three call? Oh no, <laughs> um, maybe it's been okay. a long time since I've like done it. So I have to like, I have to think about it. All right. It wasn't real. Fa- I wasn't real fancy. I just went like strike three. <laughs> that was, I like, like it straightforward. I like it. I like it. That's I good. That means I it's not about you and you know that. Right, well, right. Right. I didn't well and I couldn't make it about me. I mean, it might be, I don't know if it'll be better or worse now that I'm non-binary, but when I umped youth, um, I was the only woman. Um, and I got a lot of BS from coaches for that. And like coaches who had like daughters my age, it was the most ridiculous nonsense I've ever dealt with in my life. One of them told me that I after I got hit by in the ball by uh, or in the collarbone by a ball, they told me to go home. And if I and I like flinched when I got hit, and they were like, "If you can't handle this, you can go home and make cookies with your mom." And oh, I was jeez. Like, oh jeez. Oh, did you t- did you toss them? Toss them. I didn't toss him, but I should have. I tossed other people other times for stuff. Oh, so like, I, I couldn't know. like. My goal was basically to be like as good as I could be like I had to be better than all the guys and also I had to like not stand out because I already stood out and like you can't afford to stand out more so I just made it real chill for future than 95 percent of umpires I've encountered <laughs> for the, the thing that pro- makes me think that Eli probably won't make it far as an umpire is that they are way too humble and I don't know any umpires like that so you might just have to like bear down and just be at least give the facade of being an arrogant jerk and then i think right. you could probably make it further. are you saying running your hands through a player's hair isn't humble oh <laughs> uh, geez yeah how would you how would you manage that like if they said you need to go check this player's hair for uh uh spider tech Oh, I would, be, I would be, I would be, I would run my hands through Eli Morgan's hair until the cows come home. So like, let's go. Not in front of a list, you wouldn't. Oh. <laughs> it's for work. Yeah. <laughs> I was, I was going to say, I was going to say though, for future podcasts, Eli, feel free. Like if Michael stops, starts talking about being weaned off Jensen Lewis's nipple or something like that, just toss him, just toss him and I'll kick him out of the zoom. That's what you can do. <laughs> Amazing. I need to be in the also, to say, You're out ejected, Yeah. Anytime I ever ejected anyone, it was, I was like, I don't know. Usually coaches knew when they crossed the line and I would just be like, yeah, you're gone. Like we didn't have to make a big show out of it, but also it was little league and not like 
like if you're on TV, maybe it's different, but like, like part of the umpire thing that happens when you're in the crowd at a professional game is like the crowd gets all riled up and you want to see him get tossed and it's a big deal, but in little league, it doesn't matter that much. So it was just like, yeah, no, you're going to leave now. I think one of my favorite things about when they get tossed is just how darn close they'll get. And when they're arguing. And like they'll be like nose to nose. Are they gonna? I know there is there's one. Yeah, right. There's one person in this world that I get that close to, and it is my wife. And I don't think I've ever been like that. Like, yeah, that's that's Elton John starts playing as the (laughs) the manager and the umpire gather closer and closer together. This is and this is at your worst romantic aside. It is funny. It's funny every time. Every time it cracks me up. So maybe that could happen at the upcoming series. I don't know. That could be fun. I do have another positive. Yes. So um, I know last week uh, our bullpen was exhausted. Um, and one of our players pitched 0.2 innings within a week. But the rest of our bullpen exhausted. Now Stefan and Classe haven't pitched since... Sunday I don't know what day of the week it is but they're gonna be well rested for tomorrow and even if they both go tomorrow they're well rested for the home series so that's good and Dan Sam Hench is in rehabbing yeah positive and other other positive news congratulations to Angel De Los Santos and his partner on their child's upcoming birth or possibly already birth so I'm sure that that child will be born with a strong right arm and um that'll be great all love from the guardians podcast i was very excited about that though a part of me a part of me did say like wow you had to have a baby right before we have a double header when you're a pitcher right like i was a little bit like this seems very inconvenient but like it is very good i'm very glad for them i'm glad they allow players to have paternity leave too yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's it's kind of crazy that it's only like a couple of days, though. I mean, I don't know if players could take like a week or whatever. I mean, but... it's not like America has good maternity leave either. So, right. True. It it's it's just a um a circumstance of of our current system. If if this league was played in 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 Europe, they'd probably get a week, two weeks off. They should. They should. I'd be fine with that. But anyway, congratulations to Poppy and Jill. And fun fact, if you spell his name right in Google, it's the only thing that pops up is his first name. Like, that's all you need. You get Angel de los Santos. It, that's it. Iconic. There's only one. I edited his Wikipedia once. Fun fact. Nice. Well, I had a class and we had to create Wikipedia accounts. So I edited a decent amount of the Cleveland Torso Murders Wikipedia page. Fun fact. Um, but when de los Santos had his immaculate inning. I edited the MLB page for that and I edited his Wikipedia for that. So this is all, this is connecting to something we mentioned earlier about umpires. Uh, if you would ever like a glimpse into the brain of an average umpire, go back and listen to an effectively wild episode one of my favorite podcasts where they interview Joe West oh, and Joe West talks about his Wikipedia page and all the problems he has it with it. Psychotic. Michael, did you listen to it? Like that is one of the most that is one of the most psychotic things I've ever heard. Yeah, (laughs) I was scared for myself just listening to. I was like, "Is Joe West in the room with me right now?" Because can can you imagine getting into arguments with people about how to characterize the content of your Wikipedia page? 
<laughs> when you all have Wikipedia pages, which, you know, forthcoming, but, you it's know, hard. It, it seems petty. It's hard to describe how disturbing that was, but it was disturbing. So. But, I mean, it is Joe West, so. True. It's on brand. Right. Like, I mean, whenever he's on the field, it, it's it's the Joe West show for three hours. He's retired, thank God. Yeah. I think, I mean, I've read, this is terrible. I can't believe I'm admitting this on a podcast. I've read <laughs> multiple books by um professional umpires, all of whom have now retired, but, like, part of them, like, they're not all as bad as Joe West, but, like, it's like i don't know part of your personality like they're all like this at least a little bit i would love to read an angel hernandez book um just to understand why he thinks he's making the right call Please i'm just curious kind of like the zone was wide or something <laughs> like when he's so blatantly wrong and gets overturned three times in the same game i am i'm just curious what his mindset is going back out there and thinking he should ump in the world series it was off the light board i remember that was that game in kansas city right and he was like it went off the light board and then no one could see what was happening and somehow it screwed us like royally i don't even remember what the call uh-huh, was but did he call it a home run or something it was did, it was bizarre yeah, he, he lost the ball were, yeah but base runners were going all over and then like somehow it resulted in like and out not being called or being called and like all of it was against us and none of it was our fault it was all him that that i remember i remember one of these times where like you could see or i don't know if you could hear it with the on-field mics where tito was like why is it always with you why is it always with you and I was like, I that was post game that was the post game was it post game yeah i remember why i remember yeah, and tito admitted to it which is better Yes, he said he went out there and asked him, why is this always you? So great. And, and again, that's why we love him, even when we're like, please, please tell Andres Jimenez to stop well, sacrifice bunny. If Terry Francona came to me and said, why is it always you? I would crawl in a cave and cry and never come back out. Like, dude, Angel Hernandez has no shame. I, I don't know. Well, considering the intimacy of the discussion that we just talked about a minute, few minutes ago, you know, like getting close and, and then Tito, you know, it looks in your eyes and says, why is it always you? You know, you can spin it a <laughs> little different. I'm going to have to use that in writing now. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is a great movie there. Why is it always you? you know, now, can we do a petition <laughs> uh, to get Tito mic'd up every time he screams at an ump? Oh, he always tends to say something hilarious to the young. La- I think last year that one where he was just saying "f you" over and over and was over. That, the one that was the best they, Tito moment in, they as far as umpire. Andreas hit by pitch, and then they yeah. tossed him, and then they tossed. <laughs> was it the Rays they tossed their manager? No, it, it, it was because... the Angels. Oh yeah, it was the Angels. Yeah. They tossed him yeah, because... because they wouldn't let the pitcher warm up again. And then after tossing him, they're like, "Go ahead and warm up." <laughs> Yeah, yeah, because because <laughs> Tito tried to challenge, but no one looked his way. Like they literally didn't look to look to the dugout. Tito's raising his hand. He's going like this. He goes, "I want to challenge that." The 15 <laughs> seconds go by, and they don't look at him. And then they say he can't do it, and then he just lost it. If Yankees well, fans say they didn't see him do it, then he didn't do it. It never <laughs> happened. What was funniest about that whole thing was that it was because. That the Yankees were trying to challenge that the Guardians got to challenge. That was so funny. And then Aaron so Boone wouldn't leave the field after they're like, get out. And he's like, no, nah, oh. I'm just going to chill out here. Hello. 
um, for making the game shorter, this is making it longer. <laughs> well, and in the post game, then Tito and Boone said completely different things. Tito was like, well, they said that we could challenge because the Yankees challenged. And then Boone was like, we didn't challenge. It's <laughs> like, I'm so confused. Well, and the umpires don't have to say anything, right? So they can just accuse the managers of saying whatever. And then they don't have to ever say what happened, which is fantastic for them. Right. No accountability. It really is a, ga- a great of... gig, Eli. <laughs> after, <laughs> after May, um, unless, like, you know, we ended up seeing them in the postseason, we do not have to deal with Yankees fans. And, there's, and I'm not saying all Yankees fans. A lot of my Bills mutuals, they're also Yankees fans. But they make everything about them. Well, I, my silly little inside joke with the rest of Guardians Twitter that would make for anybody else has nothing do, to do with you. Your right. only option is to start tweeting it for every series now. Every I time have there's a somewhat <laughs> positive lineup, you have to tweet it. But then they're going to be like, because then they're like, we forgot about you. We don't care about you. Then the next day, they're in our Guardians accounts replies. And I'm like, wait a minute. What, one nice thing, uh, one piece of good news also is that I continue to be able to watch the Guardians on my Cabal subscription. Um, I've been able to still get the games. So that's a weird um, way to pronounce it. What cable? Cable? Uh, my cable TV? Uh, yeah, Valley? Yeah, yeah. Valley on cable TV? Yep. So <laughs> that's been good. We've been able to do that. So I did, uh, I did hear news about that today, though. Um, apparently there's a lawsuit and the trial's not till sometime in like May 31st. So apparently everything's still going to be chill on our, on our little cabal channels until May 31st. (laughs) And, and Ellis Burks, hopefully will still be there. It's just a comforting presence. after. I said, we are, I said, we are fading, like phasing out Jensen Lewis Hmm. before Michael's comment. (laughs) Yeah. That was a much better way of putting it. Ellis. I never (laughs) want to think about like, michael's comment ever again i want it washed from my brain <laughs> what a good I way to end the, the comment was funny <laughs> someone had to uh, andrew andrew doesn't mind thinking about jensen's nipple all right that's a good way to end it today folks thanks it's a terrible way to end it we can't <laughs> end on that kid. where's the stop button where's that. the stop button i can't find This has been the Cleveland Guardians FanCast. You can find us Monday through Friday on any podcast service that you prefer. Don't forget to rate, subscribe, like, and download so that we can continue to produce these podcasts for your enjoyment.